This is another Trucking Radio 24-7 podcast in association with New Zealand Trucking Magazine. Trucking Radio 24-7, I'm Dave McCoy, Editorial Director at New Zealand Trucking Media, and it's been a while since we've had a catch-up with my good mate and our uh, good friend in in Europe, uh, Will Shires, Editor of Commercial Motor Magazine. Will, how are you? I'm good. You, Dave? Yeah, no, fantastic. You're telling me that your summer's turning into the same summer we had, where it's like just pissing with rain all the time. Yeah, I've I've never known such a wet August. It's terrible. I'm sitting in the car now, and you'll probably be able to hear the rain in a second. It's just about to really pour down. <laughs> and so August, so that's your June, July, August. That's your March, isn't it? So in terms of seasonal sort of a stuff. So yeah, you should be sort of you should be in the sweet spot of heats coming off. The days are still long. The barbecue's still going. The beer's still drinking, but but you can sleep at night. Yeah, that 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 hasn't happened at all. <laughs> and I, I had a nice UK holiday as well in Norfolk, and it rained continually. Oh, well, could I tempt you over here for the for the summer period? And yeah, I wish we can introduce you to a, to a, to a, uh, some some New Zealand amber rehydration. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now um, Daniel Asheville, the YouTube sensation, the the boy yes. from that started his own business because he got sick of waiting for a skip truck or a concrete truck or something, and uh, you've been to see him. You're going to give us a story on him. Give the give the listeners and the readers a quick rundown on if they haven't seen it. I know Gav has because I talked to Gav about it and said, "Have you not watched his stuff? He watches it all the time." So tell us about the story, Daniel Asheville. Yeah, so it's Daniel Louisi, but um, the company's called Asheville Aggregates because Asheville's his middle name. But he, he's be, he's going to become known as Daniel Asheville now because he's got his own TV show on Discovery Channel. Right. But anyway, it's it's a it's a great story. It's a proper rags to riches story. He was brought up in social housing, single parent family, and now he runs a fleet of about forty trucks. He's got his own railhead. Um, he's he's going places. But the most interesting thing about this guy, who incidentally he's a he's an ex model, um, a bodybuilder, he he's doing wonders for the industry because he's got half a million followers on his YouTube channel. So he he does it like a weekly a weekly show called Asheville. I think it's called Asheville Weekly. Yeah, half a million people tune in every Sunday, and he just he just talks about the trucks he's buying, um, the problems he's facing. So. Unlike me on Commercial Motor Magazine, where I'm preaching to the converted, he's yeah. actually telling half a million people what it's like to uh, to operate trucks in this country. So, yeah, and it's a great way of attracting uh, youngsters into the industry as well. Absolutely. He's a real role model. That social industry interface, he's like right in the cult. He's right at the guts of that, isn't he? It, exactly. And I'm, I was having a look at his, uh, his, his YouTube figures. He's had 65 million hours of um of views which is the equivalent of seven and a half thousand years so that's, it's quite impressive isn't it that is unbelievable that's about as old as i feel <laughs> yeah. and so you're going to do a story for us you've been to see him and you reckon tut, tut, we might be able to get him on the mic and have you on to him i reckon well i've just done a podcast with him on my uh talking trucks uh channel got to check that out it's talking with a q by the way talking with a q um, talking trucks yep but I'm sure I'm sure he'll uh, he'll come on the uh, on the on the radio and have a chat with you. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And heading down the road of alternative propulsion, you went to visit a company called uh, Welsh's Transport, a family haulier of ninety years uh, in the business, and they've just bought an electric uh, Renault 
19 ton truck, spent 50 grand on a supercharger. And uh, what's the story there? Yeah, so a proper traditional family hall. Yeah, I was with them yesterday, funny enough. They, um, yeah, they, they've, they've run um, ERFs over the years and they, they switched to Renault about 10, 15 years ago. Um, love the brand. In fact, they've, they've got a service, they're a service agent for Renault now. They bought what was the first electric Renault in the country, um, but it spent rather a long time in the bodybuilders. It was there for about six months, so it wasn't the first on the road. But the interesting thing that happened, whilst it was at the bodybuilder, and the bodybuilder was training their technicians to work on the truck, because they hadn't had one before, the batteries went flat. Now, you'd think that wouldn't be an issue, but they went so flat that they couldn't get them charged again. So they had to send a specialist over from Renault uh, in France, and uh, he, he described it as the equivalent of a defibrillator for trucks. And he, he got the truck back to life, but one of the four batteries was knackered. Yeah. So they needed to get a new battery at the cost of, I think it was £35,000 for one battery. It was covered by Renault, but it's it just shows you that these first companies that are going for electric, you know, it's a real learning curve. They're, they're discovering they're discovering issues all the time. Yeah, and and it it it's really an interesting discussion point, isn't it, for countries uh, companies that are that are just uh, dipping their you know like experimenting with it like that. We've got a we've got a great example here, a company called Reliance Transport in Auckland, and the Dara brothers that own that uh, company are uh, they are just and it's it's an incredible story. I'll send it over you to have a read because they. They get it and they're fully immersed in it and they're doing the charging thing and they're doing the electrical capture thing and they are completely and utterly uh, non-persuadable on the fact that this is that we're going somewhere, that this is the future. And they have got a project called Project Switch where they intend to make their entire company zero, uh, zero carbon. And it's a fantastic story. And if you meet the brothers, fantastic guys, just sort of guys you just spend all afternoon with, no trouble at all. But they present as, well, they are. They're, I mean, their dad was a transport operator. And they present as, as old school operators, you know, the check shirt, work boots, blah, blah, blah. And man, if you try and challenge them on the EV thing, they'll just fire the answers back at you, stats, data. They'll just absolutely incinerate you. Yeah. yeah, fantastic story. I'll send it over if you have a read. It'll be a great one for you to have a read of to get like the other side of the argument. Yeah, yeah, great. No, I'd be interested in that. So often, you see, you go and see these companies who've bought an electric truck, and they, you know, they, they really talk the talk, but they don't necessarily walk the walk because yeah. after the they'll get in their their diesel Range Rover and drive off, yeah. or talk about their their Bentley or their Porsche they've got in the garage. But this this guy, yeah, he runs uh, an electric Jag. He's had electric cars for the last few years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me tell you something else that was quite interesting. He's talking about getting several of these um, electric um, Renaults. Yeah. But the insurance companies told him he can't park them close to each other because it's a fire risk. And uh, you wouldn't want it spreading from one to the other. Because so, the trucks are yeah, so valuable or because the fire will be too big? I, I'm, I'm guessing a bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's been told, well, he knows going forward, he'll have to double the size of his yard just to park up the truck so there's a big enough gap between them all. Far out, is that right? That is amazing. Yeah. Far out. Well, they can plant trees and the gaps between the trucks and actually sequester more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> yeah. Speaking of Bentleys, Porsches and Ferraris, 
you're going to drive an Austin Allegro in the months ahead. And when I <laughs> yeah, yeah, when right. I saw that in the pace notes that you sent me, I was like, so my dad used to work at Harakee Plains Motors years ago, which were the Austin Morris dealer mates. So I have a, a you know, I have an association with Austin Allegro's like I have an association with the ward on my buck cheat. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, mate, yeah that's, so and that will be the highlight of your year, won't it? I, to be honest, I, I had one when I was 17, so I'm looking forward to getting beyond the wheel again. I can still see um, the effects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, truly, truly awful car with that, that Quartic steering wheel. God. <laughs> now, what it is, I, I'm doing quite a bit with the um, the um, Metropolitan Police, their, their um, um, commercial vehicle unit. Yeah. In fact, they were, they were over at the Brisbane show. Right. Um, anyway... I've asked if I can do a story on their... They've got a 1978 Land Rover commercial, and I was going to do sort of a head-to-head with one of their new Mitsubishi L200s. And they said, well, we've got lots of um, classic cars on the fleet and all. Do you want to come and have a drive? So, yes, please. <laughs> so I've got the Electro. But the one I'm really looking forward to, they've got a Rover SD1, three and a half litre. That, that'll be nice. Yeah, that'll I think there's a, a Triumph 2.5 as well. A, 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 like a Walkinshaw touring car racing car with lights on it yeah that's right that's right so the thing is like if you're if you're a geezer and you just ripped off the local the local bank on the corner and the rosas were chasing you in an allegro you'd have you'd back yourself to get away really if you'd be on a push bike wouldn't you (laughs) that's right Speaking of getting away from it all, the ultra low emission zone in London. Now there's a few more uh, hearty penalties coming your way if you want to drive your good motor, my son, in the low emission zone. Yeah, that's right. And well, for instance, all those cars I just mentioned, they'd all be twelve pound fifty a day now to drive in London. Twelve pound um, fifty a day to drive it in London. Yeah. So we've we've had a, a, a ULES in the centre of London for several years, but what yep. the London Mayor is doing as of next week is extending it to all the boroughs. So that this, this affects millions of people. And if your car is Euro 4 or newer, sorry, if your petrol car is Euro 4 or newer, you're okay. And for diesel, Euro 6 is okay. But anything older than that, it's £12.50 a day just to move your car. And um, it's, it's, it's criminal how many perfectly good cars have been scrapped or of course if they still got a value being sold elsewhere in the country um my, my dad's a prime example he he, he does two thousand miles a year he's got a uh a, a voxel amiga 1997 voxel amiga which i think you had as a holden commodore yeah um this thing will outlive him he's in his he's in his mid 80s you know but he's gonna have to scrap it now because he, he can't pay 12 pound 50 a day somebody goes up with the shops in it and the so, stupid thing, I'm I'm talking to you now for my um I've got a, a, a Jag, uh, four litre V eight. Um, this is I've got two cars. This is the only one that's compliant. So I'll be going to the office every day in a four litre V eight, which completely defeats the whole purpose. So how do they administer that? How do they comply that? Like how do they know there's if you're cameras different... everywhere? Oh, cameras are absolutely everywhere. Although there's there's a lot of people removing them, which obviously is a, a bad <laughs> thing. I, I, <laughs> encourage that at all but no. um no but so, um, yeah, so do they come around and they like take your dad okay let's talk about your dad he's got his Voxel yeah. Omega 
and he's in the street. So has someone visited him with a clipboard and taken a notice of his car, or they just know from the registration data? They they would have seen it in one of the cameras, and he'd have had a letter saying, we've noticed your car doesn't comply. As of the whatever date it is, you need to start paying £12.50 every day. Holy moly. That's And like, you, you know, your dad's not going to go out and buy a Euro 6 diesel or a... He's at no, his age and no. stage, he's not going to upgrade his car to an EV or something, is he? There's there's a scrappage scheme which is worth two thousand pounds, but that's to put towards a new car. And the kind of person who drives a car that age isn't the sort of person who goes out and buys a brand new electric car. No. And of course, this applies to vans as well. You've got you've got tradesmen might only do a few thousand miles a year. They're just driving to a job, um, but that's it. It's twelve pounds fifty. Well, that's and just going to be. It's going to be inflation on your tradie bill, isn't it? Like if you get a plumber around, he'll start at twelve dollars fifty or yes, £12.50, yeah. and then start as normal charges, won't he? That's right. It's just a license to print money. As far as I'm concerned, if you want to clean up the air, then let's do it properly. Just ban all those cars. Instead of charging £12.50, yeah. it's, it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's just a just a con. And so um, so how much bigger is the is the ULES zone now? Because like when we've done articles on, you, on it before from you and things like that and looked into it, like it's been just sort of like CBD stuff, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's right. Well, it, I'm, I, I don't know the area, but it's, I don't know if you can picture the M25. That's that's a 125-mile circle around London, and it's just about everything within that, including Heathrow Airport. Holy heck. So, that oh, that's, okay, so it's basically got all of Greater London now. Yeah, and of course, you've got people like me. I, I live a few miles outside the zone, but yeah. the office is inside the zone, and, you know, I'm travelling in and out all the time. So do uh, BOAC get charged £12.50 for every plane that takes off? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> See, Heathrow have opted into it. Um, they're actually outside the zone, but they've they've actually chosen to opt in, which is uh, nice of them. So how will it affect, because we know that like the London, the, the Ulea zone in London has been the, the home of, you know, super clean trucks, but surely you've got, now you're going to have lots of like, you know, tractors and semis feeding into the outskirts of London that'll cross into the zone to DCs or something, or or they'll get inside. Like, are they all twelve pounds yeah. fifty for every in and out? Is it? It's applied to to trucks for quite some time already. So that that zone already existed for for trucks, right? So okay. the, the only new thing here now is for is for is for vans and cars, right? Okay, man. So they're really getting into it. That's gonna they're gonna earn million billions millions. Okay. They say it only affects one in ten cars, but I mean that's that's rubbish. No, nah, absolutely yeah. rubbish. Yeah. Nah. Oh well, good times, good times. We'll look forward to the uh, <laughs> article on Daniel, and we'll look forward to talking to Daniel maybe, and we'll look forward to catching up with you in another month or so, or another couple of months, and see yeah, what sounds happens. good. There'll be a big pile of derelict cars on the outskirts of London. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, mate. Yeah, the Frank. banker. The banger races are picking up some great deals. I'll bet they are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, mate, great to talk to you as always. Good to see you in five hours of metal. And uh, take care. Talk to you soon. Cheers.